0: I always tell people, air a portion of it while it, it while your product's on the water um, because I don't care what it costs. It's going to cost me way more if it goes out of rank or uh, if it goes out of stock. Hey everyone, it's Norm Ferrar, aka the Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing automating sales uh, in Amazon. We're also going to be discussing what tools brands and agencies need right now. What kinds of insights do brands need in 2023, 2024, and how Amazon brands optimize their marketplace management and increase sales and profitability. Welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Okay, like I mentioned, automating sales on Amazon. Our guest is the founder of Marketplace co-pilot, Adam Eleven. She has led sales product account management functions at Amazon Advertising. She's worked with over 300 brands and helped brands increase sales with her unique, holistic approach to e-commerce. Now she is bringing the same approach to her PPC automation company, Adam 11. And first time guest, we're welcoming Niha Bouchard. Uh, but before we get to Niha, we're going to be talking to a sponsor, or not talking to, but we'll provide a sponsor. Facing cash flow challenges with your e commerce business, discover viably your ultimate financial ally from real time sales data integrations to immediate funding access viably is here to support you plan your growth with their free tool for online sellers and engage with specialists whenever you need extend your cash flow with viably so sit back relax grab a cup of coffee and let's welcome nia
1: hello norm
0: hello how are you
1: i'm very good how are you
0: I'm still waking up. I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I must tell you. So I'm on the other side of the of the globe. Yep. And I woke up twelve, I don't know, fifteen hours ago. So hmm. slightly ahead of you.
0: Whereabouts are you?
1: I'm in India, Bangalore.
0: Oh my gosh! So yeah, uh, that's hard. It's uh, it's pretty late there right now.
1: I, I think we work late, so I guess this is this is fine. This is normal hours for us.
0: Uh, my working hours. <laughs> uh, I have a uh, well, my my right arm, uh, Vandana or Wandana. Uh, we I, I always call her Vandana, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, over there too, and she's just she's flying back to India. She's been over here for about three months, so she's just getting off the plane in a few hours. So be nice, you know what. She was on the West Coast. She went over to Seattle. I found uh-huh. it harder to communicate with her on the West Coast than it was in India. Yeah, <laughs> it's she works like uh, East Eastern time, but she had yeah. to get up that much earlier over there, and she found it really hard.
1: Yeah, this time, oh my god, it's just so easy because you know during the day you can just work, and then during the night, you know, you can just talk to her customers. So yeah. where are like working 24-7.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, this is great. I'm glad we could talk. Uh, Thank you. There's there's companies out there that you, you just never know about. You don't know about because there's so many. And your company, uh, I got some information on. I thought, well, this would be really great, you know, to have you on the podcast. So let's, you know, let's dig into it. I like the idea in your bio, I'm just going to go back to it, is that you like taking a holistic approach to e-commerce.
1: Can you explain? I wanted that? to I wanted to pause for just one second because I have I was just telling Kelsey backstage I have a message for my son for you, Norm. Uh oh. I have a three-year-old. Yeah. And he is crazy after your lunch with Norm uh music. So he oh. comes to me every single time and he would be like, Can you say lunch with Norm? And I'd be like, Lunch with Norm. And he'd be like, lunch with Norm, lunch with Norm, lunch with Norm. Lunch with Norm. <laughs> he just He just goes crazy because I listen to your podcast when I'm like, you know, doing some chores. Right. Yeah. So he I don't know how he came across your music. So he was like, can you please tell him that I love that music? So I was like, sure, I will. Like, he's gone so crazy. He's just going out to people and asking them who have people who have nothing to do with e-commerce are are having to, you know, sing the Lunch with Norm song. So
0: that's hilarious.
1: He's a fan. He's a fan. So he just wanted me to let you know.
0: <laughs> oh, well, you know what? We we have M&Ms, Lunch with Norm M&Ms. So I would love uh, to get some over to him.
1: <laughs> oh my God. He is going to go crazy. He is. <laughs> it was his sleep times, but he was like, I just kind of barely put him to bed. I was like, okay, I have to go. So, <laughs> but he would have loved talking to you.
0: Oh, that's fantastic.
1: <laughs> awesome. Let's get back. I'm sorry for the detour, but. I no, no, that's
0: me. hilarious. <laughs> So what awesome. I was talking about was, in your bio, you talk about holistic approach to e-commerce. Can you explain that a bit?
1: Yeah. So um, prior to starting Atom11, mm-hmm. I, I worked with Amazon for about six years. I was a very, very early member at the Amazon advertising team. And uh, I led sales teams, account management teams, and product teams uh, while I was there. Um, while I was leading account management teams, what we found was that most account managers, they work advertising backwards. So it's all about, you know, bids, increase your bids, reduce it, so on and so forth. But the brands and the agencies are not talking advertising backwards. They're talking sales backwards. I need to increase my sales in this quarter. I need to do this. I need to do that, right? So there was a very big miscommunication or a communication gap between us or my team, which is the account management team, and brands and agencies. So what we started doing was we started collaborating with retail teams, so category managers at Amazon, and then looking at um, competition data, inventory data, pricing data, before we started taking actions on advertising. And this is how my teams were actually able to do two things. One, have a much better communication with a brand that they were talking to, because now they were talking the language of the brand. Brand understands sales, right? And so does the agency. Mm -hmm. And Of course, number two was a much, much better advertising strategy. Um, Let me give you one small example, right? Um, Increase your bids and budgets when your competition has increased their pricing. Because less people, they are going to be reducing their conversion, right? Less people are going to buy a higher priced product. So you have a chance Right. So that was one. Um, Reduce your advertising bids and budgets when you are low stock. I mean, everyone knows that Amazon pauses your ads when you go out of stock. But why do you have to wait and keep your sales velocity high when you know you're low stock? So we actually started doing, um, you know, unscalable things and saw how the brands were actually able to capitalize on advertising much, much better. So this approach was called the holistic e-commerce approach because we were looking at so many different things before we were taking actions on advertising. Um, And this just kind of caught on.
0: Yeah, those are two very interesting strategies. I absolutely love your first strategy. The second one is a bit controversial because i hear both sides of it i hear uh if you it, it, keep your prices high lower the sales velocity as you're going out okay this is it, it, this is it. and what you were saying wasn't to raise your price to go to to slow your sales velocity but just adjust your bids is that correct
1: oh yes so what we did was um pricing um is in the brands Arena. so my team was basically account management for advertising. So we could take um, signals from multiple places and then do something about that in ads. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the things the brand has to do. So my team was not actually, yeah. So it was, okay, you could also call it retail aware advertising, right? So you were very, very aware of what's happening with your competition, what's happening with your inventory, what's happening with your own pricing, so on and so forth. Okay. Can Um, I,
0: can I ask you about this? Because, uh, I've heard a variety of different things. Maybe you have the answer, maybe you don't, but, uh, I've heard to keep your sales history up to date, like to, to, to have more efficient sales history, you want to blow out the last of your inventory very quickly. So this is, this is what I've heard. Okay. That instead of, let's say 75% of the people that I hear talk about this say increase your price to slow down your sales velocity. um, So you can, so when uh, when you do go out of stock, you have that little bit of a time gap. On the other side, I hear 25% saying, blow out as fast as you can, because what you want is that sales history uh, that sales velocity to be as high as it can. So when you bring your stock back, it sees your sales history, your past sales history and it shows that you were you were selling quite high. Like you had a higher uh, velocity so it'll rank you better. What do you think about those two?
1: The, so these are two different school of schools of yeah. thought but I'll tell you um, from my experience at Amazon, uh, being there understanding what are the algorithms like? at Amazon, Amazon penalizes you for going out of stock. Right. So automatically, I actually don't know what the school of thought or what the, um, you know, what the logic behind blow out your sales is because as soon as you go out of stock, Amazon is go- not going to let you come back to page number one for the next three, four days once you come back to stock to stock right it is penalizing you for each day that you are out of stock that's the reason why brands that's the reason why you know there is a uh, there is inventory demand generation planning so that you never go out of stock um you increase your prices you pause your ads just stay in stock each day is let uh, is leading you to drop on your search ranks by five to six points each day more than two weeks yes more than two weeks is actually kicking you off from day one uh, from page number one right so going out of stock is actually more dangerous than not advertising
0: this um, is, this is, these are some great stats and I just kicked my dog in the nose. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> I got so excited. I kicked my dog, but, uh, <laughs> but those are some yeah. really great stats. Like that 5%, I, I haven't heard before. Um, so and, I'm going to
1: send you a report after this maybe, and, yeah. and maybe that'll, yeah. With proof. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. So what are some other things like you're an Amazonian and, uh, dealing with all these brands. Did, do you have any takeaways or is there something that you can pass along to brands that uh, dealing with all of these brands that you can shed some light on? Um,
1: so, sorry, what is your question? Is it, um? What I'm a very I confusing
0: like- guy. I mean, just <laughs> like, because you've worked in a, like with, with Amazon, you were on the team. Yeah. Yeah. And you've worked with so many brands. Are there things that you see, that brands are doing or something, yeah, just working within the Amazon community that you're going, oh my gosh, this is either they're they're doing this right or they're doing this so wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I always have three to four things that I like to tell brands. The first one is my favorite, do not operate e-commerce in silos. Be more holistic. Look at your um, your inventory data, your competition data, your pricing data, and then take action. Be holistic. Um, we have a KPI board uh, that we're actually going to be dropping on my LinkedIn channel very, uh, very soon. Um, mm-hmm. I can actually share that with you. It's a KPI board which actually tells an e-commerce head what all things should they be managing or should they be looking at in a weekly meeting how to make that meeting more holistic. What are those 20 parameters that you should be measuring week on week, which is going to make your meeting more holistic? So that's one. The second thing that I want to tell brands, um, and it's very hard to make them listen, uh, is bring predictability. So uh, listen to this uh, with a pinch of advertising flavor. Um, So, you know, I I listen to a lot of uh, strategies that are, um, you know, AI driven hourly bid changes, not planned bid changes on, on advertising, but AI driven changes, basis, some tacos that brands have defined. What that does to your advertising is it takes away the predictability. Now you have no idea if you want to hit a specific tacos, or if you have to hit a specific, or you have to reduce spend somewhere, what do you need to do? Bring predictability to your advertising by taking lesser number of actions, lesser number of planned actions. So that's my point number two. And predictability is, again, something that I can talk about so much. Oh, my God, I think I will not stop. So you have to stop me now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Go for it.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Number three is um, um, keep track of your competition. I think, you know how they say, keep your friends closer and your enemies even, even keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Keep track of your competition. So digital shelf is something, is your friend, basically. So make sure that you're tracking your competition stocks, Mm. make sure that you're tracking your competition's pricing, just every move that they're, you know, making so that you can take advantage of it. So those are my three, three main.
0: Those are all very good points.
1: Yeah. And I think um, I think we're building Atom 11 on that. So holistic predictability and um, make sure that you're keeping your competition close. So we're actually building actionability on top of, let's say, you know, what your competition is doing. So, yeah, I think that's something that brands will they should they should be able to take actionable, uh, take actions on those insights, competition insights.
0: Now, this might be a similar question, but what do you think brands or even agencies need to do right now going into 2020, like Q4 and going into 2024?
1: Um, Let's take 2024 uh, in phase two or like in just the just after this first one, Mm -hmm. what do they need to do now as the festive season comes in? Like, is we're so close to the festive season? Um, Big, uh, the biggest thing that they need to do right now is make sure that inventories are planned for the next three months. This is, I mean, we work three quarters for this one quarter, right? Like literally everyone, like this is (laughs) when everything is going to blow up. Right? So, Make sure inventory planning is up to date. Uh, you are planning for any spikes that you're not even expecting. So inventory comes first. Build your advertising strategy now. An advertising strategy needs to be built before the um, the event actually starts because uh, that's when you get to know you. Uh, you know, you look at last year's data. You figure out what kind of pricing did my competition uh, do at the last time. So you kind of do some guesses and you figure out, okay, you know what, this is how my price, my competition is gonna price their products. How do I price mine? And how do I um, position? Which products should I position? And how do I position those products in front of the customer so that I can actually get the, you know, the bonanza sale that I'm hoping for? Um, so that's on the advertising. And then last thing, just keep track of your competition again. Uh, The only thing that you can actually see when you're going into a sale event is your bestseller rank and your search rank. So everything else, right, like advertising and everything else, the data is delayed. Search rank and bestseller rank data is not delayed. That data is um, uh, refreshed every hour, right? So make sure That whoever you're doing your digital shelf with, at least during the even days, I mean, we do this for our uh, customers that at least during the even days, we actually do digital shelf um, 4x uh, or 5x during the day, rather than once a day, right? Because customers need that information so that they can actually take uh, intraday decisions during, during a sale event. So just plan your sale events because that's when most of the sales are going to happen. Plan your inventories, plan your advertising and keep track of your competition. Don't forget the competition ever. So I think my last point is always going to be keep track of your competition.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, This goes back to keeping things in inventory. Uh, So when I'm talking to one of my clients, I tell them if they notice that all of a sudden there's a jump, it might not be a Q4 jump, but there might be something that have happened. Maybe it's prime day, but they are getting extremely low on inventory. So the way that we run inventory or the way that we suggest our clients run inventory is uh, they bring their product into a 3PL. The 3PL goes over to Amazon, a portion of it. And then we set up an inventory trigger. We negotiate with the supplier back in China. Uh, They put usually a full order in stock with a low deposit fee. um, So it's ready. So Amazon gets triggered. 3PL ships over to Amazon. The other uh, inventory that's in the warehouse goes onto the water and then the order goes into the supplier. But if it's it's a quick turnaround, I always say, unless it's a huge product, like if they're pretty oversized. This could be costly, but for the most part, I always tell people air a portion of it while it, it, while your product's on the water, um, because I don't care what it costs. It's going to cost me way more if it goes out of rank or uh, if it goes out of stock. Yes, And yeah. I'd rather take the hit, even though it might be, you know, a few grand more than what I would normally pay, but I want that product in just a buffer until the until it comes in on the water now would you agree with doing something
1: like that Uh, and how does that uh, so uh those kind of things so we actually so my scope basically actually ends at the point where we tell you that you need inventory but i'm curious to hear so Mm um how do you get that like you say that you send two shipments uh the first shipment much before the second one or the bulk one is that what you're saying
0: um, yeah, so the product that's over at the uh, the supplier's uh, warehouse. So once Amazon runs out, we ship over from our fulfillment center. So we keep about two months to two wow. and a half months stock in Amazon. But once the trigger hits, then we inform our supplier to send it by water over to Amazon. So we've got about a month to you know months to six weeks uh, give. So we still we still have a, a fairly good buffer, but all of a sudden we start to see a trend and our inventory is getting close to being out. We'll take whatever we think the, yes. the amount is to cover off. We'll air it over and have the rest of the shipment put on to a container, send it over. And then we've, we've solved that problem, but it yeah. is going to cost you more money. Um, yeah. But it's not going to, you're not going to lose your rank.
1: Yeah. So I, I think, I think I'm just, I was just forming an opinion too. I think it depends, right? Who is this, who is this customer? Is, if this is, if this is a market leader customer, then absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, you Norm have worked with, uh, you know, Fortune 500. I mean, you still do, right? So yeah. Fortune 500s. yes, absolutely. Like um, they cannot afford To to lose ranks. Each day is actually a loss of share of voice. And market leaders, actually, for them, more than profitability on online sales, more than um, all of that, share of voice is one of the most important parameters. So losing search rank is actually going to be pretty detrimental. But if it is a challenger brand or if it's a brand which is new in the market, then I think they will, then that's a cash flow thing. And so I think it depends on the cash flow situation also, whether this is something that they can do. Right. I mean, in those cases, a market, oh, sorry, a challenger or a, um, you know, a newer brand would probably have to err on the side of acting faster rather than, you know, taking a cash flow hit.
0: Yeah, that's true. It, it does depend on your cash flow. You know, it all comes down to cash flow. So yeah. <laughs> number number one.
1: Is, yeah, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, but I think the market leaders, they do not have an excuse. Right? They need to um, do whatever it takes to make sure that inventories are in on time and they are not losing search of uh, share of voice.
0: Okay. Now we are at the bottom of the hour. I am getting coffee. Thank you. <laughs> Always like hot coffee. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're a Canadian. <laughs>
0: I am a Canadian. so. <laughs> At the bottom of the hour, in case uh, this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, we have something called the Wheel of Kelsey. And that's where we give a giveaway at the top of the hour, uh, every podcast. So if you want to uh, enter, it's very simple. It's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. That's why you see that in the uh, comment section. And if you tag two people, you'll get a second entry. And we've got a great giveaway to you today. So what's the giveaway today?
1: Okay, so... Atom11, which is a holistic e-commerce management software, for three lucky winners today, you get one month of free trial for Atom11. And the good news is that, I mean, even better news is that the people who can use Atom11 can be either vendors or sellers. So Atom11 works for both Um I think someone's asking you whether you're
0: Canadian. <laughs> Matthew. Yes, Matthew, I'm Canadian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Um, and so Adam 11 works for both vendors as well as sellers. So, I mean, hit it up if you are um, a lucky winner. It doesn't matter whether you're a vendor or seller. So
0: uh, one thing I, I I wanted, and this is going to go into my next question. I, I was going to say this after the break, but... Why is Adam 11 different? There's so many other tools yes. out there. There are a ton of PPC tools. Why are you different?
1: Yeah. Um, so let's see where we are today, right? Um, the Okay, let me just start with some motivation. Why did I start, right? Mm. Um, I When I was at Amazon, um, um, I used to go to a lot of events seller events. Um, And in one such event, there was this one toy brand that walked up to me and said, Hey, I've been increasing my spends on Amazon for the last six months, but my sales are not growing. Okay, I've been spending a lot on advertising, I've been spending on Amazon commissions, spends are increasing, sales are not increasing, sales are not increasing. And At that time, when advertising had just started, you know, we were not used to such questions. People were used to come and say, hey, advertising just changed our lives, so on and so forth. So this was the first time it really hit us. And sadly, the frequency of these questions have actually grown in the last few years because of the cost of advertising on Amazon. Um, So when I came back from this event, I actually looked up uh, this brand and I, I kind of figured out why was this brand not growing and I found uh, two very outside of advertising reasons of why they were not growing. You know, they were, their delivery timelines were very high. They were delivering their product in seven days, suicidal. Mm. Um, they were pushing products on advertising, which had a very low organic conversion rate. So anyway, the product is not selling. They were trying to increase sales velocity by trying to advertise things. Now, just looking at that, right? Uh, what it what it told me was that sales is what one is what brands want and sales depends on so many different things and advertising is just one component of it it depends like I said it starts with your product your content quality your reviews your ratings your inventory your competition your pricing and then your advertising also right so there are just so so many parameters that actually impact sales and the customer that I'm talking to is only interested in sales. So why are uh, there siloed tools which are only helping you do one thing, like only advertising automation or only inventory planning, right? You need something which is a co-pilot to you, which sits right next to you and tells you that, hey, um, your competition is out of stock. Do you want to a increase your pricing? B increase your advertising spends? C do something else? Right? I mean, we're in 2024 almost, and there are uh, driverless cars coming in, and we're kind of mostly stuck with um, workflow automation solutions. Right? What we need or what brands need is the next level of e-commerce management which goes takes a seat next to you understands what your products are you could have seasonal products you could have commodity products you could have non commodity products you could have products which are uh, or uh, you know a, a brand with 100000 skus a brand with 25 skus you could just be anyone but the co-pilot needs to understand your brand and then give you suggestions so that you can increase sales. So, hey, uh, Atom11, how do I increase my sales? The solution actually spits out information saying, this product can be advertised more, this um, um, product needs to be in inventory more, so on and so forth, right? So that was the whole motivation of building Atom11. That take the next step when it comes to automation softwares for Amazon. Be a co-pilot rather than a workflow automation system. And a co-pilot is actually going to help you navigate um, through um, surprises that come in every single day. And you know every day there is a new surprise. Your sales are fluctuating. Competition did something. It kind of helps you navigate that. Okay. uh, a Very yeah, I think we had a very three-step approach. You know, aggregate data, analyze the data. The machine analyzes the data and then tells you what to do, and then you can automate those actions. So I think the 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 philosophy of aggregate, analyze, automate is what we are going um, and launching.
0: Okay, triple A approach.
1: Yes, <laughs> <So totally>. like,
0: <laughs> like we were. Uh, so I wanted everybody to know that because. Uh, this one month will allow you to have this co-pilot and three lucky winners are going to have that. So hashtag wheel of Kelsey, take two people and uh, you'll get a entry. Now questions. We've got the expert on the line. So if you have any PPC questions, uh, make sure you throw them in there. I know we have one, but uh, let's get a couple more going. If not, I'm just going to be continuing to ask questions after the break. So let's have a word from our sponsor and we'll come right back. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistants for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today, and now let's get back to the show. Okay, we are back. I've got a couple more questions. And again, if you have any questions, uh, just throw them into the comment section, or if you have any comments about PPC. All right. So we now understand your vision, but what are you solving today? And how is the roadmap? How is your roadmap shaping up?
1: Yeah. So um, the MVP or the version one that has gone out is Mm -hmm. where we have addressed the first two A's. Uh, Sorry, the the, the, we have addressed two A's. One is the aggregation part. So we actually bring data from retail, inventory, pricing, um, everything, return rates, um, advertising and digital shelf together in one place. So in one dashboard, you see everything there is about your business and you can correlate your sales with your advertising or with your inventory, your pricing, so on and so forth. Or if you want to correlate your bestseller ranks with any of those parameters, you could do that. So that's the aggregation part. The second thing that we are already automating uh, or bringing in is the automation part. So you can actually use this data and now start automating your advertising. We will start giving you alerts for your inventory, so on and so forth. So the aggregation and the automation is available today. The analytics part, which is where we will do the analytics and we will or the machine will do the analytics and tell you that this is what you need to do is something that we've just started building. So whoever actually is starting to come in now, or our customers, they're actually helping us with you know their insights on hey you know what can you start with alerts on something and then start adding data to it, right? So those are the kind of things that are now starting to happen. But already you have um, uh, custom reporting. You can actually literally drag and drop uh, reports or any part of um, you know any metric that you want in rows and columns and however you want to visualize this is visualize it. So that kind of custom reporting, you can actually export your data into Google sheets and take it to a power BI and analyze it the way you want. And then use that to just automate anything in your PPC. So PPC automation, as well as analytics is already available to you.
0: Even though you've got this machine learning app, does the seller, do they still have, the uh, ability to do any manual campaigns?
1: Oh, they can do anything they want on. Sorry. uh, uh, So they can do whatever campaigns they want, whether automatic campaigns or manual campaigns. Oh, are you saying machine learning for advertising? Yes. Okay. So we actually have a slightly different view when it comes to uh, advertising machine learning. So we right now it's, it's, everything manual so you can create rules and then run your advertising um machine learning is something that comes in in step two or in phase oh
0: okay two. i see i see
1: yeah we're actually yeah we're actually early i mean a pretty early company about a year old and i think a lot has been built within that year so i think machine learning is something that kind of comes <laughs> now All Right. Like, just the second phase yeah
0: okay that's uh when chat gpt5 comes out <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hopefully,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right. So what advice do you have for Amazon brands looking uh, to optimize their marketplace management or increase sales and profitability?
1: Um, I'm gonna stick to stick to my holistic uh, advice always, always. I think, um, uh, the minute you start looking at data, um, uh, outside of advertising, before taking advertising decisions, you're already halfway ahead of literally all your competitors. Very, very few people, very few. They actually um, look at why they are actually taking an action on a specific bid or why they are taking an action on a specific budget or a keyword. It's very... um, Because advertising is is hard in itself, right? I mean, there are just so many parameters. So you're all just kind of lost within the bids up and down. But look at the data. You can set in rules. For example, on Atom 11, you can actually set in rules. Something like, hey, if my organic rank is uh, greater than 15, just increase my bids, right? So just set up those rules, but spend more time figuring out what your strategy is why are you when do you want to go ballistic on ads and when do you want to stay back or stand back and just watch i think that is the strategy that a lot of us we and i'm not saying we don't do it because we don't want to it's just the time right so using automation softwares they actually who actually take a seat next to you and help you uh, build those strategies out um are worth it when it comes to, you know, you spending that money. and
0: Right. Okay, so I think we've got a bunch of questions that came in, Kels. Now you're on the firing seat, by the way.
2: My, my questions <laughs> were easy. Uh,
1: Always ready.
2: Okay, so for our first question, this one's from Neil. Uh, when Amazon recommends a PPC bid price, should we listen? Should we bid more than they recommend? And how much more?
1: Um, So I think I think you will probably get an answer on the when I answer the first uh, part of your question itself, which is when Amazon recommends a PPC bid price, should we listen? Um, I'm not going to talk about the algos that go in into the PPC bid price suggestion. Um, That'll be confidential. But (laughs) let me talk about my experience. (laughs) That will help you. I have seen. Uh, Amazon suggesting a very high bid price for something where I have gotten sales as sorry, impressions, clicks as well as sales at like one fifth the price. This is my experience. I'm I'm not not looking
0: into it. I am not looking into the (laughs) confidential part. I'm just, you know,
1: (laughs) just, and I think you would have, you would have, you would have seen too, right? So, um, suggested bids is, um, Maybe when you're starting out or the first uh, the first campaign that you're making, maybe that's a good um, starting point for you because at this point you're a blank slate, right? You just don't know when to start. And of course there are formulas to get you started, but you know when a person is just starting out their advertising, the first three four months are intimidating. Amazon has helped you get a starting point, but beyond that um i don't trust the suggested
0: okay next question
2: all right next question is from amz elites uh how do you advertise my own branded watches i see most of the competitors just target big designer watch brands in in their ppc using cerebro uh, and all competitors rank high on these terms
1: how do i advertise my own branded watches okay uh whenever i have and this is just again my experience um a lot of it depends if i actually get to see your account i will probably be able to help you better but i think i'll tell you what i do when i'm just starting out with new products uh um uh, or what do i suggest when you know someone is just starting out with new products um two things one um category targeting is your best friend so what you can do is go to brand analytics top search terms and look at products which are high click share but very low conversion share so these are products where customers are coming to their pages but they are not buying so uh, this is something this is something that actually works uh, again i'm just going to call it out because i have my playbooks built according to uh, AOVs and, um, you know, type of um, uh, type of brand, this strategy only and only works for high AOV products. So I'm not sure uh, if your branded watches are uh, high AOV. The strategy of competition targeting and only targeting products which are high click share but very low uh, conversion share works great when you have a high AOV. Um, so do that. Uh, if you have a lower AOV, uh, then basically go for product pages, uh, product page uh, placements rather than top of search and rest of search. Product page placements they get a lot of impressions. They will get you started well, uh, rather than uh, you know you paying up a lot of money um, upfront for TOS or for ROS which, like you said, that competitors are already ranking high in terms of that. So I don't want to waste that money. Product pages, especially now, I mean, you. Uh, congratulations to you, right? Amazon just launched a percentage um, um, bid adjustment on product pages. So that's something that you can really use. Um, and uh, again, if I if I, if I I had known more about, you know, the kind of AOV, uh, so on and so forth. OK, so that is a mid-ish AOV, I think. I think you can still try it. I mean, it's not less than $25, right? Which is the, the benchmark. Right. Uh, so it's, it's a higher AOV than that. Why don't you go ahead and try the, the brand analytics conversion um, uh, strategy? This is something that um, we have tried so many times with so many brands and always seen good results. Mm. Okay.
0: Next question.
2: All right, we have two more questions left. Uh, this one's from Neil. Uh, when first launching a new product, should we run manual or automatic PPC campaigns Uh, For manual? Should we just do keyword targeting, product targeting or both? Uh, Should we use Amazon suggested keywords or enter our own list?
1: Amazon automated campaigns are literally your best friends when you are just starting out. Um, They give you keywords and products that Um, that you would not even have thought of. They start giving you impressions on those keywords that you would probably not have done uh, yourself. So two things. One, launch an automated catch-all campaign. A catch-all campaign does exactly that. It catches all. It catches all the keywords that um, are necessary or are relevant to your products. Uh, so basically, a casual campaign. I, I hope I'm not sure if I'm repeating it, but a casual campaign is literally all your campaigns in one. Oh, sorry, all your products in one campaign at a very, very low bid, like a like cents, right? So just catch all the uh, search terms that you can at throwaway um, bids, and then start your manual campaign. Amazon will give you ample information about where is your product relevant? Where is your product not relevant? So on and so forth. Because if you only rely on brand analytics or Cerebro or just any of those, right, Like, um, you will miss out. You will miss out on, uh, on an important keywords or products where your product is converting well. So okay. I think the first part of your question was should I do automatic or manual? Uh, what I just was the second
2: part, moment. Kels? Uh, the second part was for manual, should we just do keyword targeting, product targeting, or both? Should we use Amazon's suggested keywords or enter our own our own list? Yeah.
1: I, I only recommend, and this is this is just me. I I I think this is, you know, everyone has their preferences. I only suggest product targeting when your uh AOVs are high. Um, I suggest keyword targeting when you're actually at both AOVs, high as well as low. Product targeting only when high. So it depends now on your AoEs um, as to what do you like if, if product targeting is going to suit you.
2: Okay. Last question. All right. Last question. Uh from Drip What are the monthly plans and pricings uh, look like for Animal? Okay.
1: So um, um we I mean um it's it depends on your advertising spends. Um and it uh, it'll be around somewhere around the one and a half to 2% mark, depending on your advertising spans.
0: Okay. All right.
1: And by the way, uh, I also wanted to call out that this is a very similar pricing to what you will see for a lot of advertising automation, but in this price, you're actually getting analytics as well as um um automations for advertising and this analytics is analytics where you can actually like you know your retail analytics um something that you can also do custom reporting on so
0: okay very good uh before we get to the wheel just uh just a, a quick comment if you've never heard of the wheel of kelsey the first time listening We give a a prize at the end, at the top, just in a few minutes now. Um, And the prize today, uh, there's three, actually. Uh, Each person uh, will get one month free uh, to try out uh, Adam 11. So if you're interested, it's uh, hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Tag two people, you get a second entry. And we'll be doing that in about 30 seconds. But let's talk about contact information. How can people contact you?
1: Um, so they write to me directly, um, at Neha at atom11.co. I can drop it in, um, or you can go to our website and just sign up now. So there's a sign up now button and it'll just help you sign up a meeting with me directly.
0: Okay. And that is not com.
1: T- .co. Oh my God. Thank you for yeah. calling that out. <laughs> it is .co. So if it goes to 11.com I will not get your email. I'm sorry. So it's .co.
0: All right. Okay. So I guess I'm doing a live read, right, Kels?
2: That is correct.
0: I, I think I've got to go and record this because uh, this is going it's on. It's <laughs> the same script. So here I go. <laughs> We're talking about Seller Basics. Hey, Amazon sellers, ever faced account suspensions, ASIN hiccups, or IP headaches? Introducing Seller Basics, your Amazon account guardian. With just $99 per month, Seller Basic offers a dedicated team to shield your business from these challenges. Plus, this membership offers free legal consultation. From seasoned e-commerce attorneys, no long-term contracts cancel with just a month's notice. View Seller Basics as your Amazon account's health plan. Check it out at uh, sellerbasics.com. And here's a disclaimer. Seller Basics isn't an insurer or law firm. Consultations uh, come from independent uh, firms. Results can vary. Memberships needed before events leading to claims and terms apply. That's it, and you can check it out. Uh, paul is awesome, so just go to uh, paul at lawfirm.com as well if you want to talk to him directly. Okay, so I think that's it, and I gave out Paul's wrong number. Uh, <laughs> can you throw that up there, Kels? It's Paul at something law.
2: Okay, I'll be uh, posting that in the comments. All right, very good.
0: Okay, so let's go to the wheel. It's time
2: for the Wheel of Pulse.
0: Okay, wow, we got a lot of people today.
2: All right. And
0: three so chances
2: it, to win. Yeah, we're going to spin this three times. Let's see who the winners are today. We do this every single podcast, so make sure you come back Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. We got Woot.
0: Okay, congratulations, Woot.
2: And two more. If you are I the think winner. That's a one-time
0: who... winner, a first-time winner. Oh. All right. Congratulations, okay. Jan and Tata. Yay.
2: And our last one. Let's see, make sure you email me k at lunchwithnorm.com. it get it? No. Uh, legendary, yeah. studio. legendary studio.
1: That's awesome.
2: All right. So make sure you email me k at lunchwithnorm.com uh, to receive your prize. And thank you, everyone, for
0: okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I, I know it's uh taking a little bit of time to get you on. <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> Yes, a month and a half, precisely. <laughs> but so, I just absolutely loved being here. It was just you make it you made me like it's just at home, right? It's such a chat and J- just
0: like you know, want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur.